Welcome to Speak Sex. I'm your host, Eve Eurydice. Uh, I'm your sex whisperer here in the podcast uh, universe. And uh, our episode today is going to focus on conscious unions, on you know, finding a way to like take everything that we discuss on this podcast and meet um, your beloved with it in consciousness, in conscious space. Um, so we've, you know, we've talked a lot about um, Tantra, about, you know, slowing the fuck down, <laughs> um, you know, about um, kind of like, you know, telling sex the way that you experience sex uh, and relationship um, and intimacy into a life hack um, so that, you know, by... by shifting just a little bit the way you experience one another in in sexual exchange or sacred energy exchange, then your whole life turns around. Um, and, um, and I feel that sex is one of the easiest ways to do it because it actually has not been prescribed for us in advance. So, you know, everything up to the sex act we have been told what to do, you know, like including seduction and, you know, like uh, advertise your best self and, you know, the whole thing, the eyes and, uh, you know, the vow, whatever. But then, like, it's the two bodies, the lights are off, and there is no script, you know, like the Matrix has not given us that script. It's all like silence. And, you know, traditionally, like, the man was supposed to know what to do because he has the penis. <laughs> so he's about, <laughs> and the woman was supposed to just receive and hope for the best. <laughs> but like that was, that's the, that's the script we got. <laughs> so it's only in the last, I don't know, like since the 60s literally, you know, that we have been learning more. I mean, it's extraordinary to me that in this one generation basically, we've learned so much, you know. I mean, when I, like, my mom never heard the word clitoris, for sure, you know. Um, and now, you know, we, we know that, like, women can have seven different orgasms. I mean, it's just, so that's the good news, you know, that things are, like, progressing, evolving. And also, like, we've, we find ourselves in this, like, amazing moment where we all agree that, like, women give verbal consent, which... You know, like even the understanding of like date rape and and um, you know husband and wife like marital rape was impossible 50 years ago. Like there was no word for it. So yeah, I, I feel like we're quickly going into this Aquarian age and consciousness and kind of like shifting around our vocabulary and finding words for things that we didn't have words and descriptions and definitions of. So. Um, I would like to, uh, I will briefly introduce you and then I will ask you a little bit about your personal story and then how you met. Um, so with me today is Jeanette Rios. She is a spiritual life coach and the founder of I Am Sacred. And she also holds and leads a circle of women, which is actually the biggest circle of women in Miami called I Am Sacred, which I attend when I can. Um, and it's beautiful. Um, and um, her husband is of one year, right? You were married more or less yeah, recently, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Brandon Evans, um, he is the founder of One Heart, and um, which is a company that inspires and guides um, world leaders, uh, business leaders, um, uh, I guess, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to say like uh, leaders in, in every industry to take time off from workaholic lifestyle maybe <laughs> and you know the, the need to kind of like go 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 and control right mm -hmm. and slow down and um, change the way they they live their lives um, and I, I assume lessen their stress levels um, and open their uh, expand their awareness um, by taking uh, trips to Costa Rica and other places where they um, do ceremony, um, right? Uh, farming, yeah, okay. medicinal 
plant and plant medicine other and all, all different yeah. types of modalities. Yeah, modalities for, exactly. Yeah. Yoga, okay. Yoga, meditation, um, workshops, mm -hmm. um, whole gamut of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the main job is to translate. Like you're translating us, you know, mm -hmm. the spiritual folk, <laughs> yeah. into a language that, like, you know, ten people, tech people, and type A people can speak, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. acting as a bridge and bringing um, our world, you know, bringing our leaders to elevate themselves, their consciousness, so what they create in the world, um, you know, takes into account that consciousness and, and raises the vibration yeah. around them. Yeah, that's beautiful. That seems like super important in today's world because, you know, without that, um, you know, climate change is just going to get worse and, mm -hmm. you know, we don't hear each other. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of brilliant people that um, yeah. can are being woken up now and it's just beautiful to think what they'll create when, when they are. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's the hope, you know, that the, the leaders of today and then the children of tomorrow mm -hmm. will be more, like, evolved and conscious and patient. So, and what about you, Janet? So, what's your journey? My journey is, uh, it's <laughs> been a journey of self-love, mm. basically. Mm -hmm. um, I moved here almost 10, probably 10 years ago. It's been 10 years. And I got swallowed by Miami life. And uh, Yeah, you didn't go asexual. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know, that's very unusual. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm like, not. of all places, you did that in Miami Beach? <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's cool. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I moved here with not knowing a single soul. And then eventually I started meeting friends. And good people, um, the extreme of people. But they all had one thing in common, and that was to party in Miami. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like mm -hmm. the lifestyle. It's the mm -hmm. thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started meeting guys here. And um, I started dating men in the nightlife business. So you would find me at the clubs, you would find me at these restaurant bars. Mm -hmm. um, I thought I was in a serious relationship with men who were in relationship with other women at mm -hmm. the same time. I mm -hmm. had no idea. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's very familiar. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, it, <laughs> I in did a nutshell... That too. Same, <laughs> same yeah. rite of passage. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. And coming from Texas... It's very weird. It was very, not weird. It was very strange for me to mm -hmm. be in yeah, these kind of situations. So it started to eat away at my self-confidence, mm -hmm. my self-worth. Uh, I thought maybe I just wasn't pretty enough or mm -hmm. good enough. And you're gorgeous for those Thank who are you. not seeing you. you. <laughs> I concur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I was always comparing myself to everybody here. I ended up getting a boob job. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I felt like everyone was doing it. It was acceptable yeah. here. It was not something you do in Texas. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> here, like, I mean, I don't have one, but like, you know, I'm a very rare exception. It's like, what's wrong with you, girlfriend? Like, <laughs> like why don't you have your boobs done? <laughs> yeah, it's so normal. <laughs> you know? So um, I thought that would boost my confidence, but that really, it really didn't. It was all make the same. a profound difference. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking for love outside of myself, and um, mm. I ended up losing my dog of twelve and a half years, and that's kind of when I I hit rock bottom because that was she was my only friend here, my only not my only friend but my yeah like your family your familiar family. one I didn't have yeah. anyone else here. Yeah. Uh, I ended up going through a breakup that same week that she died. Mm. And uh, I just, I fell into this depression. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I ended up getting sick. My, the feelings that I had for myself, the, the insecurity, it all basically manifested into physical form. And I was full on autoimmune disease uh, for about three years. Wow. Uh, and there was... A name for it, or they weren't sure what you... I had candidiasis, mm. so it's an overgrowth of candida, candida in your body. Right. We all have candida, but this mm -hmm. was 
it's it's in disease form so mm-hmm. it's it's everywhere you could imagine right um and it made me very insecure and i couldn't speak to any to a boyfriend about it or they just thought she doesn't want to sleep with me probably you know i was just there was flare-ups there were it was mm-hmm. it was very hard so your body was talking to you My and body expressing was truth me. and mm-hmm. but yeah and but it so, took you time <laughs> to listen yeah uh-huh. yeah so then i i thought okay you know I, i started pleading with the universe i fell to the floor i was in surrender mode to god universe whatever you want to call it and i was just asking to please help and then i was online i stumbled across an ad that said become a health coach mm. and so i was like okay the universe is talking to me and i signed up and then six months into the program i realized that it wasn't just diet or exercise or i was basically self-hating and that's what was creating this disease to happen in my body so i changed the way i i, I started new rituals i started Uh, different practices, sort of loving myself, talking to myself in the mirror, saying, I love you, you're worthy. Um, and then and then I cured myself from my disease. Mm-hmm. And everything just started opening up. It was like that divine alignment to source, to God. I was single for a little while, mm-hmm. which helped a lot. And then... I found my husband. He just walked into my life. <laughs> you know, yeah. it took it took that that uh, look in the mirror of I love you and you are worthy and you are worth it in order to attract that same in return. You know, yeah, exactly. because for so long I was you're Looking not for worth validation it. outside yeah. yourself. Uh-huh. So yeah. all the guys that were coming into my life were the complete opposite but they were me i was looking at myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah things just started opening up i met yeah. him also like when you give up you know like being asexual for a year or even mm-hmm. for a short time you know it's part of like giving up the expectation of like performance or a goal yeah. you know i'm gonna find myself a man or whatever the goal right. might be i will raise the you know the capital mm-hmm. um And then when you no longer have that expectation, somehow, mm-hmm. and you know, there is no explanation why, but like somehow most of the time, you're more productive and you mm-hmm. do get what you hope for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because you're not forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the, you know, yeah. the, the least effort gives mm-hmm. the greatest reward. Yeah, you can figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> well, we spend a lot of our lives chasing short-term fulfillment, and so yeah. you can't really work on yourself. You can't work on the long term. You can't allow the space for that to come in because mm-hmm. we're just on to the next. Work. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The short attention span. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel, and I'm, I'm digressing for a second, but I do feel that our biggest problem now or maybe like our main currency is not even money but it's time you know mm-hmm. and the way that we live shrinks time makes it you know mm-hmm. smaller and smaller and smaller so the fact that so many people you know have anxiety um, you know and the, the, the symptomology of mm-hmm. the masses right now is exactly that that you mm-hmm. feel that there is just not enough time mm-hmm. but like Stress. we're doing it you know we mm-hmm. could just as easily like you know not do some things you know it's like the fear of missing out or whatever mm-hmm. all of this stuff you know but it's completely you know arbitrary and voluntary like no one is going to die <laughs> mm-hmm. you know if they slow things down right. or right. yeah take a break Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's living in the present moment. Mm-hmm. That's part of the journey. It's yeah, an acceptance of that. I do have an autoimmune disease. I just got my heart broken. I lost mm-hmm. my job. Whatever mm-hmm. it is that mm-hmm. you're going through, but mm-hmm. how can I put love and gratitude on this moment? Mm-hmm. How can I see see it for what it's teaching me, and just to be grateful in that time? Instead, mm-hmm. I think most people just spiral down and attract the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's being present moment. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm still learning that all the time. Yeah. You know, okay, yeah. let's come back to right, right here, right now yeah. instead of 
projecting the future. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be happy when I have. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm happy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, you know, I think that, I mean, for so long we were in survival mode, but like not any longer. But that's where that came from, you know, mm -hmm. in human history and prehistory. But um, I, I think that, you know, it, it simply takes stopping, like for a second, you know, again, mm -hmm. like kind of stopping time for a couple of seconds to check mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And then you can come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like what we call consciousness or mm -hmm. expanding consciousness. Yeah. Being mindful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. In whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like a simple thing to do if you can make like a, a habit of, of it and not, you know, be so like reactive. Yeah, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you met, fell in love, and um, he proposed, or what happened? Mm -hmm. <laughs> did you? A few times. Did you? Did you <laughs> 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 That's cute. <laughs> yeah, a few times. We met. We had our first date. What two weeks later, and we were inseparable since then. Mm. I knew from a very early on point that he was my twin soul, and. Um, and that is a whole story in itself. It's it's definitely a ride. It's a roller coaster, but it's worth it. And um, well, okay. What do you mean? <laughs> so the twin soul journey is it's you're meeting yourself in the mirror. Mm. Everything that you love about yourself, everything you don't love in that time in that moment, it's presented to you, and it's still presented to us all the time. He is my twin soul. So mm -hmm. everything that's coming up for me. It's like, okay, it's something that I need to reflect upon in, within myself. Mm -hmm. So it's the most challenging relationship, they say. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a soulmate where they come in and out or they come in for a short period. This is someone you've always come time and time again to meet. Mm -hmm. you had a, we had a soul contract before we came here mm -hmm. to find each other and mm -hmm. to... To, to keep each other accountable. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So we have a similar mission. It's like, this is how we, we're going to evolve and how we're going to yeah. bring in also yeah. a new generation to life. Yeah. We're both uh, leaders and community builders. Mm -hmm. So... And introverts. And all, <laughs> yeah, and introverts. Yeah. Believe it or not, we are very yeah. introverted. Um, yeah, no, I believe it. I'm introverted. And people are like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, yes. We need that time to yeah. recharge. We are, we see a lot of people all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, and as healers, we need, we need that recharge battery mm -hmm. time, crystal mm -hmm. time and yeah. co comfy co couch time. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely, so. you know, I mean, people, there are all these like, you know, myths about everything in life and that's, you know, what, you just like touched upon so many, you know, it's like the woman finds the prince, you know, like from like age mm. three with the storybooks, you know, and then the prince sweeps her off and he saves her and she doesn't have another war in the world, you know. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. you know, it's, it's just like there's all of this... Um, Fantasy. Yeah, mm -hmm. of this archetypal uh, propaganda that mm. we grow up with. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you got to put it aside. So Absolutely. that's why you, you meet each other again and again because mm -hmm. each time mm -hmm. you're making up the space because it's not mm -hmm. the space that you were like taught but you know the space that feels truthful yeah so and I, I feel there's like, like a creative mm -hmm. part there's a creative aspect to this type of relationship you know you're creating the space for you too mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and in in this day and age people just think it's easier to divorce it's like oh we just don't match we don't fit right so it's mm -hmm. easy to just call it quits yeah. a mindful conscious couple will give each other time and space to realign, to come yeah. back to each yeah. other, to come yeah. back to your heart. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a conscious. Yeah, yeah, I well, agree for sure. Soul couple. Yeah, it, and and it, there's no there's nothing is perfect, but it's perfect. It's mm -hmm. it's perfect the way it is. It's mm -hmm. just, so. So did you negotiate before the wedding, or did you just agree that you will keep renegotiating like forever? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. 
No real negotiation, I think. I think um, it's been a ride. I mean, we just kind of flowed with it a lot. I mean, we, uh, I think after a month, we, I, I sort of proposed to her for the first mm-hmm. time on the phone. <laughs> yeah. uh, we were talking, um, you know. This is my, my yeah, I came back oh. from, oh. I came back from f- our first One Heart Retreat, <laughs> and I brought her that because um, basically told her I was going to marry her. And then um, soon after, she actually ended up losing her, her corporate job mm-hmm. and moved in. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, you know, about a year into our relationship, um, we were actually on the second One Heart retreat, or maybe nine months, I guess it was about nine months later, and I actually proposed to her on the retreat. Um, didn't have a ring, didn't have it planned, but just proposed to her. Um, actually, during a ceremony, <laughs> during a ceremony, um, and uh, again, I said, "I'm, I'm going to marry you," and she said, "I know," and I'm like, "I'm serious." And <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so uh, you know, got back and bought the ring, and then actually gave her the ring and proposed again at at burning at Loveburn um, mm-hmm. a year after mm-hmm. we had we had met. So. Um, I think that was all the proposals. Or was it? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And yeah. then married in three months from then. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. by our uh, by our by shaman. shaman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not big on um, government participating in marriage mm-hmm. personally, but I do feel that like being in ceremony and sacred space yeah. and feeling the, I want to marry mm-hmm. you. That's like how it should be for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that kind of, like, connection, you know, has to be, right, exactly, sacred, about whatever every person's, you know, um, idea of something greater than just the self is. Mm, Yes. There, yeah. Mm. Um, So, and and that's where, like, you know, divorce and all of that comes in, because divorce Mm. is very much about, you know, the law and the state entering Mm. (laughs) your, you know, your union, your kind of like love and spirit, you know, contract mm-hmm. and yeah. and turning it into, you know, a, a financial proposition or a business proposition, which I think it, it kind of corrupts the whole notion, at least now, at this mm-hmm. stage. <laughs> at this yeah. stage in America, at this moment in America. <laughs> at this moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you, so you are then monogamous or... Yes. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I, I believe in my belief. I I feel the, the union is it's extremely sacred, and um, it would it would only be between us. Mm-hmm. That's um, how I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you want to have children? We do. I hope you do. Yes, <laughs> we do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're working on babies. Yeah, <laughs> now. Yeah. So. yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I hope Very you exciting. do. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, but also like you know the like the most important thing we can do, I feel, in this whole conversation mm-hmm. that we're all trying to have, you know, about consciousness and you know change in, in the way that you know turning around, you know, the stuff that we were taught. The most important is raising children in in a better way, you know, in a in an evolved way, so they don't need to do all the work that right. we have had to do mm-hmm. to kind of like unlearn and literally like you know break everything mm-hmm. apart mm-hmm. and put it back together again. You know, yeah. I mean that that that's you know that's the work. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's hard because yeah. there's so many structures, and we talk so a lot many. about living in Costa Rica because um, mm. you really you know almost need a clean break from. <laughs> from a lot that's here because even as parents um, you can do a lot for your kids but they're, the schools are going to the people mm-hmm. that are around the TV the children the, too there's, yeah. there's yeah. so much here that um, yeah it's difficult to break social through social media the internet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree I mean I found as a parent it was always like walking the thin line where I had to give her you know two explanations at all times once she started school mm-hmm. you know before then she was just like a child of light which is mm-hmm. her name and mm-hmm. she'd do my yoga with me you know she came mm-hmm. with me wherever like in a 
your bag. We, we I didn't even have a stroller. We were in one person. <laughs> so she participated in everything, you know, museums, movies, uh, you know, staff meetings. I used to write for Spin then, whatever. It was, mm -hmm. she was there. But then with the school, I found exactly that, you know, I had to then say things, kind of like explain things twice, which yeah. was complicated for her to understand that this is how like we see things yeah. but this is how like the other kids or the other moms see mm -hmm. things and you have to be like comfortable and fluent in both mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to be an outlier and you're going to you know be a misfit and I don't want mm -hmm. like my choices to inform yours right in that yeah. in because mm -hmm. the overall society is so unlike my choices um, so yeah it was it, it gets complicated you know giving like what you feel is truth and then at the same time, you know, allowing them to fit in as much as, as possible so they have, the, you know, so they, they, they don't feel like punished, you know, right. socially. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember even, you know, like, because I, I, I paint nudes um, and, you know, the little kids like age three or four would come in for a play date and they'd be like, oh my God, there is a <laughs> naked lady. You know, we were not, like, we were not even aware. Yeah, we didn't even see it. It's just like representations of the body, you know, is the basis of art. That's why we make art, you know, to mm -hmm. represent a fertile female body, whatever. Right. But, like, you know, so, like, it started and it went on all the way through high school. Now mm -hmm. college is better because, mm -hmm. like, they, <laughs> they get a little yeah. more enlightened yeah. after high school. But, yeah, it's it's... It's difficult, you know. Yeah, that was kind of my journey because, you know, my mother was raised Pentecostal Christian. Right, so I remember. The long hair, yeah. no makeup, long skirts. Um, she actually didn't even dance with my father or her father on her wedding. and She didn't wear makeup either. So coming from that, and then my dad was Catholic. And, and that was in Texas? This is in Texas. Mm -hmm. So as a child, we never spoke about sex or mm -hmm. the reproductive system, or I think I learned it for the first time maybe in high school. And so as a child, I was very curious. I'm a Cancer. I'm a Ooh, little light yeah. being, very mm -hmm. curious, very sexual. I would go and uh, I would sneak in like Cinemax or HBO at, at two, three in the morning just because I was curious about what sex was and, mm -hmm. and what are these hormones that I feel? What are these feelings? Mm -hmm. and, and I had nobody to talk to about it. And so um, a few times my mom came in and, and she found me, you know... Masturbating. Touching or myself. Touching and yourself, and yeah. for her it was... It was, it's bad. It's a sin. And oh, yeah. she made me feel very bad for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm very open about it now because this is one of the reasons why I have my circle and why, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's yeah. affected me for a very long time. Yeah. Actually, it's a, it affected me up until I met my husband mm. because of our sacred union. It w it just opened the, the veil of my vagina and my mm -hmm. motherly mm -hmm. feminine feelings. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and through that, I birthed creativity and I yeah. a, more of a spiritual connection yeah. and, and uh, that's how I want to raise my children where they yeah. don't feel shamed, yeah. ashamed and you know our parents did the best they could I mean I don't blame anything on my parents I love them they're amazing and they just do what they know mm -hmm. you know so yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just it's good to, to talk about this yeah. it's good to yeah. put it out there so people all can also start talking to your yeah. children about yeah. this, these yeah. things because they're curious and they want to yeah. know and they're going to yeah. be touching themselves. Yeah. It's better that you're talking to them about it than yeah. they go going to look at exploring porn. and yeah. without Well, it you. has to be porn. It's you or, it you be know, because yeah. there's nothing else. Like mm -hmm. teachers, there's no system educational, you know, mm -hmm. like official, you know, education on sex, you know, mm -hmm. other than like those really lame movies. <laughs> yeah, really lame. <laughs> like, or yeah, really lame porn. Little, porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my mom was, you know, she got married, like her father, my father asked for her hand from her father, who agreed, right? Yeah. So she was 18, and she was a virgin, she'd never seen a man naked, you know? Right. I don't know how that's sex and not rape, but anyway, you know, that, no. that's like the 
that was the typical uh, wedding night for generations, you know, back then. Yeah. And she never had a job. She never had a bank account. She never uh, drove, you know. She just, she was like a wallflower. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she was like an amazing cook and she mm. was beautiful and like all the things, you know. Yes, super loving. Um, mm. And she's an Aquarius, so she did have an independent spirit despite <laughs> all of this extreme, mm. like, you know, uh, restriction. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's pretty extraordinary considering where you and I are now at this moment. I know. The generation these are our mothers. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it literally will take one more, one more, like one more generational jump like this. And I feel like everything will be much more even yeah. and, yeah. you know, um, inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 it, and I think that it will be much better for men too, you know, because mm-hmm. like, I feel that we are repressed, like the way your mother, you know, mm-hmm. or my mother had no connection to their bodies and, uh-huh. you know, were afraid of, of them. Um, I mean, they were basically like split, yeah? yeah? So like the sense of self or I or soul had nothing to do with like who they were, you know, yeah. the, the, the parts that made yeah. them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of impossible to even understand. Mm-hmm. But I feel that even men are like, separated from their bodies in another way you know like our bodies are there to kind of like be traded you know go from father to husband mm-hmm. or whatever and but then men like are for the for the majority you know they ignore their bodies their bodies are kind of irrelevant you know but for like the f- direct phallus oh, yeah. <laughs> you know everything else is irrelevant and it's about like the providing so if someone is like a good provider you know, he could be like, well, like, you know, Weinstein mm-hmm. on trial right now is a perfect example, you know. Like it, so in a sense that that stereotype also separates them, alienates them from their physical body, yeah. you know. And they don't know how to receive, you know, because yes. the woman is supposed to receive and mm-hmm. they're supposed to kind of, you know, give or activate. So like turning that around too, mm-hmm. Is, is super important, you know, in in a union, and and it takes like consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, for both, because mm-hmm. what we don't know uh, is of Putin at first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I also feel like to me, and you know, I don't know if I'm a little out there, but like to me, I feel like men should be able to wear makeup and they should be able to wear dresses oh, and they should be able yes. to wear earrings, like whatever. I love wearing eyeliner. Right? <laughs> whatever we <laughs> have access to. Burning Man. I think that you, that's why you see maybe some of the yeah. <laughs> Burning Man yeah. and uh, all these opportunities to dress up now and yeah. express ourselves uh-huh. yeah. more. But it happens yeah. largely in those. Yeah. Like, but like in a totally natural way, like mm. without needing a label. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, so I think like maybe in a generation, maybe like your kids will be gender neutral, and (laughs) (laughs) you never know. It's up to them. I always say that. Yeah, we talk about these things. I, you know, we talk about what do you think they're gonna want do when they're out of, you know, for college. I'm like, you know, it's really their choice. Mm -hmm. We get to guide them till about eighteen, hopefully. And then it's really it's what they want. It's what their it's their journey. It's their soul. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, yeah. so we can only just support and guide and teach them the ways of the earthly realm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So um, I'm, I was going to ask you each about love, but you know, first I'm I'm curious a little bit. So, and how did you come to this work? Were you one of these leaders? I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I built I built tech companies for fifteen. Well, I built companies for almost twenty years, and mainly tech companies in New York. And it was just go go go, working sixty hours a week, eighty wow. hours a week, and goal after goal, and just just had success on paper, had a life that looked quite successful, and wasn't feeling joy, wasn't feeling the fulfillment from that, mm-hmm. and you know just ended up on my own journey that involved plant medicine, involved some other modalities, and uh, I had such a profound shift um, mm. that I just felt like I wanted to share that with the world. I actually ended up writing my story uh, that I posted on my 40th birthday called mm-hmm. Lost on Purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, first thing I'd ever written, it was a super long read, like a 25-minute article, and somehow just went viral. And I just kept getting people 
that were similar or that thought they had the same, you know, thought they had the same story writing and saying, this is my story, this is my story. And, um, just got me to thinking like, how do we, you know, what do we do? How do we help others that are, you know, potentially super high performing individuals that, um, have achieved all this stuff in their lives that doesn't mean much to them. How can we, how can we, um, bring them into a space where they can create things that will benefit the world. Right. And, and themselves and give them like heart. Yeah. Completion, yeah. fulfillment, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Self-love. I mean, yeah, self-love. Self-love. Yeah. Self-love is like <laughs> not as easy as it sounds. For, I mean, real self-love, yeah. you know, not narcissism. Real self-love is like, yeah. yeah I, and I think it, in many ways we're narcissists. You know, people that are to build yeah. a startup and to be an entrepreneur, I mean, you're beating yeah, yourself up Yeah, that's easier to be, night. yeah. <laughs> Being a narcissist in today's society is easier, you know, because like social media, all of that kind of like mm -hmm. already pushes us in a little mm -hmm. bit of an NPD world. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, self-love, like, where you own it and you mean it mm -hmm. and you're not ashamed of it, you know, means, like, letting go of perfectionism, right, yeah. first of all, because it means, like, self-forgiveness. And that's, like, already hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it gets, it, it gets complicated because our, our religions uh, that we've inherited and our mm -hmm. social conditioning, um, you know, has us kind of... I feel, um, you know, it has taught us to uh, punish ourselves, you know, to have mm -hmm. to, to function from guilt or, yeah. you know, whatever, all of those uh, yeah. triggers that are unhealthy. So, um, yeah, I feel that, um, okay, so you were, you were married before then? I was, yeah, when I was in, yeah, in, New, York, in New York. And so that was around... Um, I kind of had a bunch of things in my life kind of happen at once. I um, was building a, a startup and um, was asked to raise a bunch more money by my investors. And it just at that point, I dawned that I wasn't connected to this mission. It wasn't what I wanted to continue doing. I couldn't see myself doing it for the next five years. Um, and at the same time, I was, um, I think at that time, engaged um, to my ex. And... Um, you know, got engaged, married, divorced, all within about a couple year period wow. um, with her and left my company or actually I ultimately got fired because I wasn't willing to raise the, the money and eventually my investors asked me to leave. And so all this stuff I'd kind of built up, um, you know, my, my personal life, my professional life, kind of everything went away and just left me looking, okay, well, what, what's left and where do I go from here? And... Uh, ended up traveling for, you know, taking off time and just going and traveling in Southeast Asia for, for, for months and, um, you know, found plant medicine and ayahuasca around that time and just started exploring, um, going on yoga meditation retreats. Um, I'd always studied Kabbalah and studied, you know, got deeper into those studies and just explored a lot of, a lot of things uh, that, that sent me on my journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that's sometimes what happens, you know, I mean, in addiction therapy, we call it like hitting rock bottom, which sounds very dramatic, you know, and then doesn't really have to be so dramatic. You know, I feel like it's just the, the space where you, you do something that you, you didn't think you were going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's when you overcome your impatience, let's say, and you stay in stillness, right, in meditation longer than mm -hmm. you ever have, and then something happens, something clicks. So it's a similar thing yeah. where you realize that all those props are part of the illusion yeah and you're just as well without them mm -hmm. yeah i experience this every year because i you know i'm from greece so i have a home on lesbos so i go there every summer for like two three months and then when i come back i don't remember anything like i don't remember anything that i own or what <laughs> it's all gone which is confirmation like it's not needed right right what a truth. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you two meet? I'll get her version. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'll take her version okay. in a second. <laughs> um, well, I was actually celibate for a year before I, before I met her. Um, so I was... Uh, That's a good practice. Yeah. yeah. So first time in my life was really just intentional about mm -hmm. finding my partner. Mm. And... Um, mm -hmm. You know, just very intentional about it. Was kind of had recently moved to Miami. Was kind of living my life here. Actually, 
ended up at Loveburn, mm-hmm. um, the local Which burn. is this weekend. Yeah, it's this weekend. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not going this year, but um, this was a couple years ago at Loveburn, mm. and uh, I actually... Uh, my, my, my best friend and business partner um, told me that there was this, the girl of my dreams was waiting um, down that way. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, go walk down there and wait. And I said, so I walked down through like these RVs and just was, was waiting around. And then he comes running out and then takes me onto um, an RV and she was there. And mm-hmm. she actually, as soon as I walked on, grabbed my pendant. It was very similar to this one. Um, and actually has, the, I just gotten it tattooed. It was, oh, it was, that's it was this design mm-hmm. um, and just got it tattooed on my arm and mm-hmm. she grabbed it and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, wow. <laughs> and uh, we just kind of looked into each other's eyes and there's something there. We ended mm. up kind of losing each other that night, um, but um, connected and uh, I ended up throwing a Super Bowl party just so she would show up. Um, <laughs> among, you know, Using few, football? <laughs> I almost didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I kind of went from there. And it's funny, we, we actually found out we had met a couple of times or been in similar places, mm. you know, multiple mm-hmm. times um, recently. We actually lived two buildings apart, mm. um, walked our dogs in the same, mm. same park. Um, but yeah, it just took kind of the right moment in time for us to connect. And we both were mm-hmm. you know, really at that place where we were mm-hmm. ready to meet that partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good place for sure. Like it's pretty amazing at Loveburn. So you're open. You're more open, so you can mm-hmm. recognize each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How would life in Costa Rica be if you moved there? I mean, it, it's a form of return to nature. Is that that's yeah. what you mean? Yeah, I think a lot of connection to nature. Um, there's a lot. The energy is a lot less dense. So mm-hmm. I mean, even I was in New York and. For a while, I couldn't imagine leaving New York, and then the last couple of years in New York, I'm like, I got to get out of here. And mm-hmm. you know, moving to Miami was like, oh my god, I'm slowing down so much. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to mm-hmm. like, walk and get everything I need. Right. And, and then I was downtown Miami, and there's, you know, she's very sensitive to energy. I, I'm sensitive, to, so it's just like there's too much buzzing around. And now we're, you know, we moved up to Miami Shores and a home, and um, you know, it's the pace is slowing. So um, I'm just finding myself more and more comfortable. We're finding ourselves more and more comfortable in. in with less happening and mm-hmm. less noise mm-hmm. and less energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. more nature. I think mm-hmm. the families that we've seen that are over there are looking for something different for their kids. And mm-hmm. um, there's some beautiful schools like Montessori schools and Waldorf schools. And oh, that's great. Um, you know, really alternative, you know, education. Cool. Where is that? What area? Um, most recently, we were in Dominical and in, in Uvida, which mm-hmm. we love, and Nosara is another place where there's a lot of expats and a lot of great schools. Mm-hmm. And so we actually got married in Nosara. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there's just um, communities really being built right. around yeah. Yeah. removing themselves from right a lot of exactly this. yeah and yeah yeah just just thinking yeah. about yeah more time in nature, more time outside, mm-hmm. less consumerism, yeah. less yeah. Um, TV and social media yeah. and you know you can do it here too but I really think that it like prolongs your lifespan I mean yeah. I really mm-hmm. believe Absolutely. it that, yeah well it's a blue zone it's one of the five places right. that um, yeah. people live yeah. the longest and, yeah same uh, as yeah. Greece and when I go you know I have the same experience it doesn't matter that I go every year I mean I've never missed it you know I, mm-hmm. I say the Greeks are migratory like come June we all go where we were born mm-hmm. <laughs> you know whether you live in Athens or Australia or Canada or whatever Chicago okay so so I always go, never missed a summer, but still the first week mm-hmm. is, a, is, is a challenge. And this is my home, you know, like I speak my language, I see my parents, right? Mm-hmm. I, I like breathe my wild herbs in the air, mm-hmm. I see my sunlight, which is so much cl- cleaner. And, but even so, like things are so slow. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's hard to get used to and it's home. But, and I know everyone. Yeah. So like I totally get it that every year it takes that time to go from this pace mm-hmm. to like what should be like everybody's life's pace. Right. Yeah. Because that like is much more natural for us. Yeah. But well, the fast is a distraction. You know, we're trying to distract ourselves constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, we're moving from thing to thing. And then but what are we distracting ourselves from? Um, from ourselves, from, from ourselves. really having to go in and <laughs> introspect, mm-hmm. be introspective, mm-hmm. um, deal with whatever, you know, trauma, concerns, issues, um, insecurities we have. And, you know, you can kind of put those on hold by 
going through your Instagram or Netflix mm-hmm. or um, mm. diving into deep into work. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's what society has mainly done. It's become easier and easier to distract ourselves. You know, it used to be, yeah. you know, you had three TV stations or no TV station, you know, and you had a job that worked nine to five and ended it when you left the office and, you know, yeah. Maybe you had some books or whatever, but there was Then you would have dinner, <coughs> bed. Yeah. It's like the whole yeah. routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always say, and I'm, I always try to say it on the podcast too, that we need like angel investors. So maybe you're leaders. That's exactly, <laughs> well, that's exactly what we're trying to do. Because um, <laughs> my, my feeling is that, you know, all the distractions are free. TV is basically free. You yeah. know, Instagram, like, you know, all of that stuff, and also like um, normative church is more or less free. You know, like we can yeah. walk into a Catholic church and not put the money out in the basket, right? Mm-hmm. But what we're saying and what, you know, everything that, that, that we're giving just doesn't have the same accessibility. You know, it's, it's neither available to everyone for free or kind of like, you know, it, it, we need something like a shift you know like Oprah tried to do but didn't (laughs) you know so that you can spread this to people you know to like great numbers of people in some way and you know for free like this podcast is free and I don't take ads I'm just doing it it's my thing you know Mm -hmm. I'm this is my, you know, mm-hmm. it's part of the giving. Yeah, but like I, I can imagine like you take like a Bloomberg and you take all the money he's spending on ads mm-hmm. and you spend it on like, you know, consciousness raising, mm-hmm. right? And you hire like, you know, a hundred coaches and send them out, you know, to like the, the countryside yeah. of America, you know, send them to like the swing states <laughs> yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's starting to happen. I mean, I think you see a lot of, um, and especially with what we're doing, and we're seeing a lot of people that have started companies and had success and maybe sold their company and don't, you know, now they're looking, how do we do something Useful. that benefits the yeah. world? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it can happen faster, but there'll be a point where, you know, as, you know, more and more they're trying to start companies in, you know, the startup world. I mean, there's, there's, you know, startups like Headspace and um, Calm and mm-hmm. meditation mm-hmm. startups. And, yeah. you know, there's things that are generally directionally better. Um, mm-hmm. I think what we, you know, but a lot of the, a lot of the best things are, are things that have been with us. And, you know, you can't make money off of necessarily or you, um, you know, are, are not necessarily going to scale like a tech company, like, like meditation, like nature, meditation, like nature, plant yeah. medicines. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, plant medicine, yeah. Like there's been yeah. stuff around for thousands mm-hmm. of years that mm-hmm. have, has done this and it's just we've interrupted that, that pattern. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't have the excuse of need anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're not doing it out of need, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we're just doing it out of blindness or... Well, we manufacture need. Greed, that, maybe. Need may yeah. turn into greed, something like that. I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah. Corporate America advertising, I mean, basically, I was in advertising and, mm. um, you know, ran an agency. I mean, you know, you basically are just creating... Creating Things need, that people right. need and, you know, they don't need. And, they unhe- think they and mostly need. are yeah. unhealthy and un- unbeneficial to people's lives and... Yeah, creating worlds to sell that, and then people need those yeah. jobs and depend on those jobs. And, yeah, you know that becomes. Yeah, it's a fascinating structure <clears throat> when you think mm-hmm. about it, you know, and and how far because n- by now it's like conceptual. I mean, you know, the actual the actual numbers of people who are wealth producers in the original sense, you know, mm-hmm. like the farmers or the teachers mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, the nannies or the drivers are, mm-hmm. are few. And then yeah. Yeah. there is so much money going around. Well, the entirety of the stock market is right, basically financial. a concept. Yeah, yeah. just trading, yeah. <laughs> not creating you, any value. You, you trade, but so long as your money is in play, it's not real. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it just has gotten to a place where it seems to me... Uh, you know, it's about to hit a wall. Like it feels like you know a, a form of excess that mm-hmm. that's akin to decay. You know, it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it. You know, it's way past common sense. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe we should all uh, yeah go to like the Costa Rica of our choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And start communities and yeah. 
So what's your definition of love, Janet? <laughs> mm, my definition of love is love for yourself. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it would be loving yourself because if you can love yourself fully as you are, then everything else will manifest and open up. It's, uh, it's God, it's, it's stillness, it's, uh, it's loving self. That's beautiful. I am sacred. Mm -hmm. I am sacred. Mm. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the I am. Mm -hmm. I am right. love. Yeah. I am sacred. I think that's the original name of God, at least in the, I yeah. I am that I am. Yeah, I am that I am, I think, yeah. God told Moses, right? Mm -hmm. Moses asked, who shall I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like right on how yeah. they came up with that. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And what about you? What's your definition of love, Brandon? Um, I'd say unconditional um, acceptance. So seeing divine in the other, um, obviously in a partner, but ideally in, in everyone. Um, our, the name of our company is One Heart. So just the idea that you know, we are all one and um, being able to see that, um, you know, there's a lot that separates us. We, you know, a lot of judgment, a lot of things that come in, but being able to, you know, when you remove the barrier and the separation, all that's left is love. Yeah. That's beautiful too. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm super heartwarmed. <laughs> so thank you for coming. Thank, thank you. Thank you for, for being us. part of our Valentine's Day. Yeah. Speak Sex it's Podcast. It's our honor to be here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. For thank what you. you're doing. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you for doing this. Thank you. <laughs> and everyone out there, until next week, Speak Sex. make love incessantly, I would be God. <laughs>